This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. To Durbanville to connect with Wendy Christine. She's a health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Hi, Wendy. Are you uh, are you dry this morning? Good morning, Bradley. Yes, um, so far I'm dry. I haven't been outside yet, but uh, yes, I'm, I'm dry for now. I had no idea that it was going to rain. I was one of those that woke up this morning. Oh, look, it's raining. I felt like a, such a silly person. <laughs> <laughs> it's always so nice. It's such a nice surprise. Yeah, I love it myself, to be honest. So. Serotonin is our topic for this morning. We touched on it uh, last week when we chatted around neurotransmitters. It's one we know quite well, particularly if we're struggling in the areas of maybe anxiety or depression. We might have been doing some research and uh, seen serotonin pop up. So let's start and find out what on earth is serotonin, Wendy? Serotonin is well known as an antidepressant. It is a neurotransmitter that makes sure that we feel good and happy. Um, And it allows for the resynchronization of our brain. Um, so it's especially important so that we can feel alert, so that we can wake up in the morning feeling fresh. Um, but it also gives us the ability to rest and to rege- regenerate, to sleep well, and to feel serene. So um, how do we how do we know if we don't have enough serotonin? What are the what are we looking for as a bit of a warning sign? Well, generally with low levels of serotonin, there's a couple of symptoms that you can feel. Depression is obviously one of them. But we can feel overtired, we can feel out of control, our sleep is erratic, um, so you don't have good restful sleep. Um, our brains don't get recharged properly, so it impacts our brain function, our ability to think clearly, sleep clearly. Um, we can have other mood disorders as well. Insomnia is a very common one, so chronic insomnia, people that really struggle night after night after night and can't get enough sleep, so that could be low serotonin. Hmm. And then we could also have things like night sweats. Addictive behaviors and binge eating. So, um, how do you know if you've got too much serotonin? And uh, I also feel, how, why would we have too much serotonin? Well, too much serotonin, so, if, you know, with all neurotransmitters, they can either be too much or too little or just right. So, in certain individuals, you could be overstimulated. Um, there, there could be overproduction of these neurotransmitters. Uh-huh. And in that case, we can feel um, anxious and nervous and apprehensive, you know, very sensitive to criticism and be easily distracted. Yeah. So you're almost an edgy feeling. That's quite unusual. I didn't know that it was possible to have an overworking uh, system. I assumed it was, I think I have an issue, so I'm going to supplement with serotonin and then at the end of the day taking too much. So we could almost naturally have too much serotonin. We could. So serotonin might not be the issue. So you might, a lot of these neurotransmitters, as you'll see over the weeks, can have very similar symptoms. But if you're not targeting the correct one, you could overstimulate another one. So we need to make sure that our balance is right. How do we check our serotonin balance? Well, it it is tricky to check. Um, It's not something that you can just order a blood test for. So it normally is with questions, with... um, you know, some form of examination, you'd be able to establish where that problem is lying. Okay, so what about if we realize we have a deficiency in serotonin and we want to supplement? Is it something that you can or should supplement? Is it something you can go and buy at the pharmacy? How does that work? You can buy something at the pharmacy, but I would always um, be fairly cautious here because if you are using antidepressants and you supplement with Tryptophan would be the, the typical thing that people would go for, 5-HTP or tryptophan supplement. 
But if you're using an antidepressant already, it can push you, uh, your serotonin levels over and you can develop what's called the serotonin syndrome, oh. which is that, that syndrome that will make you feel very nervous, easy, um, you know, and not yeah. well at all. So it's something that not everybody should rush out and buy, as with any of the neurotransmitters that we'll speak about. Yes. Um, but just making sure, because we can support ourselves with food as well, to make sure that we're getting the, the right nutrients to be able to build the serotonin, to be able to provide the building blocks for the tryptophan in the stomach uh, so that we can um, make those neurotransmitters ourselves. Uh, Since testing is not something that one can easily do, I mean, are there any sort of day-to-day signals that we can find through our daily needs and cravings and behavior that might be an alarm bell to say, here's a problem? Yeah, so generally when people are low in serotonin, they will crave the carb-rich, you know, your refined carbohydrates and um, salty foods. So if you're finding you're having these intense cravings, alcohol is another one that people tend to crave a lot when the serotonin is low. So then you would investigate a little bit further. And tryptophan, um, is that found naturally in any substance that we can eat or without having to uh, go and get a supplement which might actually be unnecessary? Yes, so many foods are high in tryptophan, um, and so foods such as avocado, chicken, duck, oh. eggs, uh, pork, turkey is, is quite common for um, serotonin as well, or for tryptophan, and then wheat germ, uh, your game meats like veal and venison, um, salmon, tofu, cottage cheese, ricotta cheese. So there's quite a lot that we can eat. We're eating a balanced diet daily we should be getting most of the precursors for our neurotransmitters. Yeah, and this is what I was thinking. Based on what you said last week and on this list, whether you eat meat or you're not a huge meat eater, there's definitely an opportunity to naturally ensure that your serotonin levels are well balanced. If you're sleeping yes. well, if you're being intentional about moving, the, the, more, the more I speak to you every single week, month after month, it feels like the way to truly get the best out of your body is really just a quite a simple process of eliminating basics, sticking to some good, sound, whole food nutrition, moving regularly, and working on your general mental health. It, it's easier said than done, Wendy, but I mean, the recipe to get the best out of your body, uh, certainly at face value, is not complicated. No, it's not complicated. I think we complicated, um, but, you know, by all sorts of other things, but it, it certainly is fairly simple. Um, but I think our lifestyles have got to the point where it, it, the choices are, we, we go for the easy things, we go mm. for the quick fixes, we go for the fast foods, uh, and those are the foods that are not supporting good health. Yeah. So if we can slow our pace down a little, make sure we're eating those whole foods, you're right. It, it, it literally is a recipe for almost any health concern that you might be facing. Yeah, and when we're so set in our ways, heading wayward in the wrong direction, getting back is tough. We're not making light of all of this. You know, changing one's lifestyle and what you're used to and how you're used to shopping and, and all of that, it's really going to shake that up. And that isn't easy, but that doesn't mean it's impossible, Wendy. No, nothing is impossible. Mm-hmm. If we really put our minds to it and, and we make those changes, we find that the, the new lifestyle becomes easy. Um, and then it's, it's not so difficult to maintain that. Uh, Wendy, just uh, what about if I have a low level of serotonin? I mean, apart from the things you mentioned in the beginning with uh, how it might be affecting us in terms of our lifestyle, uh, what about some of the food we eat? Would it react badly with us because of uh, the low serotonin levels? Yeah, so people with low serotonin can be more prone to food sensitivities and allergies. Um, and they might have more of a response to the histamine in food. 
So in that case, they would want to avoid foods with high histamines mm. um, and avoid foods like additives and colorants, your alcoholic drinks, artificial sweeteners, any of your preserved meats, ice creams, yogurt, especially your um, flavored yogurt, yes. and any, any of your pre-packed foods and desserts. So it really is all the, the processed type yeah. foods. And, um, and leftovers can also be quite high in histamine. Really? What's, is, is that some bacteria that's forming on the food already? Is that the reason? So it's, it's more histamine that develops in the food. So as soon as the food starts cooking, obviously bacteria starts to grow. Yeah. But as you leave food overnight, it develops um, more histamine in the, in the actual content of the food. So if you eat that the next day, it will have a higher level of histamine than it would have had the day before when you cooked it. Wendy, I, I don't want to speak for our listeners, but uh, I always thought I was fairly well informed. I've never heard that before ever. I mean, that's a that's a really important thing for people who really struggle with allergies. That's a very important thing to know. Yeah, yeah. So you really want to be making sure that if you are going to um, use foods again, you should try and freeze them as soon as possible after you've cooked them and then thaw them and heat them immediately. So that avoids that histamine buildup and um, is much better if you are going to be using leftovers. Just in closing, Wendy, anything else that can cause issues in our serotonin levels just around uh, we're living in a world where there's so many um, allergens and chemicals and things in the air and in the water, something else that might be causing problems with our serotonin levels? Yes. So because serotonin and hormone levels are so closely linked, you really want to be um, mindful of avoiding pollutants and chemicals and pesticides because they will also, they disrupt the serotonin, but they also can be hormone disruptors. So we definitely want to be avoiding those. Mm. And then we want to rinse our fruits and vegetables well before eating them so that we can rinse off those pesticides and chemicals and avoid plastic bottles and microwave foods, yes. especially microwave and foods in plastic containers. That's the worst thing you could do um, for anything. It's really not healthy to do that. But specifically for the serotonin hormonal um, disruptive balance. Well, you've heard it from Wendy Christian. She's given us an outline from start to finish, and she really wants to see us thrive um, and not just survive. So it's possible. Uh, listen to this again, and if you feel the need to connect, you'll find Wendy. You just Google uh, Wendy Christian, an integrated health solution right in Durbanville, and uh, why not pop in and pay her a visit, and you'll be able to go and listen to this again as a podcast and uh, share it with somebody who you know needs to hear it. Wendy, we can't say thank you enough. Really, this is life-changing stuff that you share with us every week, and we're incredibly grateful. Stuff you might see as straightforward and simple, I think is for many others, is absolutely life-changing information. So thank you so much for that. Pleasure, Brad. And have a great Thursday. Yeah, and you till next week. Thanks so much, uh, Wendy. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.